Welcome to First in Maine, your avenue to living well. I'm Debs here with my amazing co-host, Lauren, to meet you in the busyness of your everyday life, to pass along some of the insights and wisdom we've gained over the years. Don't try to figure out life alone. We want to connect you to some of the incredible, well-rounded people in our world. They're life coaches, counselors, pastors, physicians, just amazing people who can help you along the way. Each episode, we'll be sharing sharing personal stories, practical help, and timeless principles to help you live at your best. So lean in and let's tackle life together. Hey guys, thanks for meeting us here at First in Maine today for episode number four. It's been one and a half months since we launched our very first episode, and we have loved receiving all the wonderful feedback. Debs and I have been blown away with all your support. So before we get started in today's topic, we want to just take a few minutes to brag on a couple people. First, we have to give a shout out to our family. We had the best husbands and mamas, mama-in-laws, all the mamas. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They have been so supportive and encouraging throughout all this. So we just want to say thank you and that we love y'all. Also, I have got to give a huge shout out to my father-in-law, Butch Fauché. If you don't have a Butch Fauché in your life, you need to have one. Debs, every time we launch a new episode... He immediately listens and then right away calls me to talk to me about it. <laughs> I I love it. It's Aww. so supportive. Love you, Daddy B. I love that. We do. We really do have the best family um, and friends. I want to give a shout out to Margaret Lacey. She was our first top Facebook fan, and she has just really given us some great advice along the way. She also prays for us on our recording days, and we've really needed it. So thank you, Margaret. Yes. Thank you, Margaret. Also, thank you, Sam Menu. Um, you reached out to us and offered to help us with our social media. So we are so grateful and we cannot wait to have your help. Oh, yes. Thank you, Sam. We needed it. Um, Stephanie Ayers, want to give you a great shout out because you are just the best. Y'all, she prays for us on our recording days, but she also brought us lunch the other week. She just showed up and was like, here you go, girls, go get them. And she lives almost an hour away. So Stephanie, thank you so much. Yes, and that was really good chicken salad. So thank you, Stephanie. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, a shout out to Heather Cerrone. She wrote to us and said, I love the First and Main podcast. As a coach myself, it's good to hear from other coaches. The second episode on getting unstuck seemed to be done just for me. I've been stuck on a few projects and very frustrated. After listening to your podcast, I set aside some uninterrupted time to ask, which ask was the acronym that we talked about in our previous episode. She says, it was a good reminder for me. Once I took the time to open myself up to God's direction, he did the rest. And then she put a little smiley face. Oh, that is so awesome and encouraging. Thanks, Heather. Um, Okay, so let's do one last shout out to Milton. He is the owner of Blue Feather Recording. He's not only a friend, but he is seriously a production genius. He has been really gracious to us as we have been in this whole learning process and He actually messaged us after our last episode and said, I really believe in what you guys are doing. I want to support it. So instead of charging us his standard hourly fee, he ended up charging us a flat free. And it was just such a blessing. And so Milton, we 
appreciate you so much. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Milton. You're making our dreams come true. Yes. <laughs> Everyone, thanks for listening and taking this journey with us. We would love to hear what you guys think of our podcast. Please feel free to share your thoughts with us in First and Main's OCG Facebook group. Maybe you'll get a shout out too. So last episode, we started talking about figuring out the things in our life we need to snip, stop, or just stick with. Figuring these things out can be challenging. So if this feels hard to do, you are not alone. No, you definitely are not alone. These types of decisions can really be challenging. I think this is why having mentors along the way is so important. And, you know, I loved the insights that our friends shared in the last episode. And if you haven't had a chance to listen, be sure to check it out. You know, Lauren, I read something really interesting the other day from the Barna Group. And if you haven't heard of them, they're a research company and just a great go-to source for insights about faith and culture. Well, one of their reports revealed something about women. And in the spirit of Women's History Month, I thought I'd share it with all of you. Plus, it goes along with what we're talking about today. It showed that the majority of women's priorities typically don't line up with their time commitments. Basically, women hold core values. They have these um, desires, but they're not being reflected in the schedules that they keep. So really what that all boils down to is the fact that the majority of women today are living really conflicted most of the time. And I was just like, wow, that's just not the way it's supposed to be. And it's definitely not God's heart for us. Oh my gosh, no. Uh, God definitely doesn't want us to feel that tension. And this is something that I even hear a lot from my clients. I hear them talk about how exhausted they are and all the things that they have to do, but they also don't have time to do all the things they want to do. I actually found myself feeling a little bit of this recently. I absolutely love doing this podcast, obviously, but sometimes the salon takes up so much of my time and energy that I feel like I don't have enough in me to give this my very best. So even I have had to take our own advice in this. For me, I realized I needed to snip back in some areas for sure to free up some additional time to podcast. Wow. And but Lauren, you are amazing. And I just you always say things about me. I want to just say whatever you do, you give it your all. And that's one of the things I love about you. Thank but I you. Get it. I get Thank it. Thank you so much. That's so nice. Um, okay. So we have some great things to share today. And I am pumped for everyone to hear what's on your heart. Personally, I think that you are a walking wisdom book. <laughs> 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 kind of like Audible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have words. (laughs) Yes. Lots of them. Um, When you talk, I listen. Like, I really listen. I love that. Um, I mean, silly, but I do think you are wise. And I say all this to say that you have something really powerful to share a little later. When you shared it with me, it really resonated. And so I'm really excited for everyone else to hear it as well. Yeah, I can't wait to share. Before... You share your heart with us, though. I want to briefly talk about something Nick said during our last podcast. Okay. He talked about looking at your current reality and asking yourself, do I want to keep being who I've always been and keep doing what I've always done? And if not, what do I need to snip, stop, or stick with to have my preferred reality? 
Do you remember when he said that? Yes, those were great questions. Yeah, they had me thinking and reminded me of the time that I did that. I know I talked about it before in our first episode, but I felt this question at my core. Do I want to keep being who I've always been? And, you know, when my dad passed away, I knew I wanted to leave a better legacy, like the one that my dad left. And so that meant for me, I needed to change some things. And over the last six years, I have worked really hard at doing that. And let me tell you, Debs, I have gotten really good at snipping, (laughs) (laughs) which when I think about that, it's kind of weird to think that I am a hairdresser. So Uh, naturally, I just snip all day long. (laughs) That's hilarious. You are a pro snipper. Yeah, I, I love that. I'm like, I, I snip a lot. <laughs> so everybody listen. <laughs> when I think about where I used to be and I compare it to where I am now, I see how all the little things I decided to snip along the way have really helped me. Sometimes it was as simple as cutting back on my Starbucks to watch my weight and my pocketbook. (laughs) That was a good snip, and yet it was a hard one for me. Yeah, that's a hard one for a lot of people. (laughs) Other times it was snipping back on my Netflix so that I had time to exercise. Oh. Yeah. Um, I have snipped back at my work schedule several times to take well-needed rest and vacations. Um, One time I took a two-week mission trip to South Africa, and prior to that, I had never taken two weeks off of work. Wow. So I've made lots of snips, and I also had to make snips when I began dating Peyton. I had to cut back on me time and friend time so that I had extra room for him. And all these little snips have led me to some really amazing life experiences, and they have been worth it. That's so um, good. Yeah. So I really liked um, hearing that from Nick. But what about you, Debs? Did you have a big takeaway from the roundabout in our last episode? Yeah, there were so many good things, but I remember one thing just uh, leaped out at me, and it's when Amber shared the quote, comfort zones are where dreams go to die. A few days later, I was watching American Idol and Lionel Richie actually used that exact quote. He was encouraging one of the contestants that was about to sing for them. And it was so apparent how absolutely anxious this young girl was. Up until that moment, she had actually only sung into her hairbrush. So can you imagine? She is standing there scared to death, but she did it. And I... I know how much courage that must have taken. And, you know, who doesn't cheer for somebody who tries in spite of how scary it feels? And that just, it made me think when we start snipping, stopping or sticking with things, we're going to face, you know, our own uncomfortable moments, our out of our own comfort zone moments. And at times we'll have to dig deep as well. And I think Amber, she just said it so well. She said, in those moments, you've got to remember your why. That's what's going to help you push through. And it made me think, We aren't meeting with all of you on Easy Street. We're actually at First in Maine. And this is a place to help you turn the corner. Yes, for sure. We're going to be encouraging you along the way. But we're also going to be challenging you to live a First in Maine life, a type of life that takes courage. But the wonderful thing is you don't have to do it alone. And we can confidently make a promise to you. If you'll do it, 
it's totally worth it. You know, I want to be transparent for just a moment and let you guys know that doing this podcast, (laughs) it's been way harder than Lauren and I ever imagined it would be. Yes, that's the truth. Um, Sometimes I feel like we're that hairbrush singing contestant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But figuring it out, we're figuring it out as we go. And that's how we learn. And that's how we can help others. Yeah, I wish you guys could see all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. It is honestly a hot mess sometimes. And we've we've had some challenging moments. And I think we say that just because anytime you step out and start to reach for the things that we're talking about, you're going to have challenging moments along the way. We've had crazy technical issues. Lauren actually contracted COVID the second time we yes. set to Terrible. record. Our internets have crashed. We've taken days to just get 30 minutes of content. And it just reminds me of what Nick said. When we pick up a goal, oftentimes we fail to read the small print. And the small print is like this kind of stuff, it's it's hard. So we just want you to know that we're walking this stuff out right alongside you. We're having to put the same principles we share with you into practice ourselves. And the reality is, if you're going to be somebody who puts first things first and the main thing, the main thing, and you live this first and main life... Your life is ever evolving. Seasons change. And so we're always going to be some type of, you know, work in progress. For us, one of the things that we're doing is we're keeping our why in sight, which obviously is you guys. And we just keep telling ourselves progress over perfection. It's about progress, not perfection. And I want to share something. Maybe it will help you. I know I heard it a few years back and it just really stuck with me. There was a Navy SEAL was sharing about how only 25% of the candidates make it through because as we all know, SEAL training is like, it's like the toughest um, training in the military. And what they do is at the very beginning, they actually are told to write their why on the inside of their caps, basically why they want to become a SEAL. So anytime that they start feeling like they want to give up, all they need to do is look up and remember why they're doing what they're doing. And obviously, it's so intense, they all want to give up at some point. But here's the key. I specifically remember him saying the 25% that make it, the ones that actually stick with it, are the ones that have a big enough why. I've always remembered that. And it's just helped me try to find a big enough why for whatever I'm attempting to do. For us in this moment, it's you guys. Yeah, definitely. That is such a great story. I didn't know that about um, the Navy SEAL either and their training. Yeah, it's um, really and, cool. And progress over perfection. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. I'm so glad that you shared that with us. Okay, so let's talk about snipping. When I think about snipping, I think of a picture that is too big for a picture frame. I guess I think about it that way because if it doesn't fit, I have to actually trim away the parts that I don't need. Well, that had me thinking that just like the picture, we too have to trim back some things in our lives so that we can frame and focus on the important parts. Mm, That's good. It's like figuring out the part in a picture on your smartphone that you want to zoom in on or crop before you post it on social media. Ah, we all do that. (laughs) Yes. Um, Our life really is the same way. We have to figure out what to zoom in on and what to crop out. What actions in our own lives do we need to actually snip? 
And so that had me thinking and reminded me of a passage of scripture from Ecclesiastes 3.1. And it says, to everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. The message translation says it like this. There is an opportune time to do things, a right time for everything. And it goes on to say that there's a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, even a time to hold on and another to let go. So basically what this passage is saying is that there are certain times in our lives we need to do certain things. Some of the things that may be served us in our past may no longer be meant to serve us now. Lauren, that, I love that. That is so good. And that passage actually has helped me so many times over the years. You know, the Holy Spirit really wants to help us figure this all out. When we started first in Maine, we shared out of Proverbs 8, talking about how wisdom is really ready to impart understanding to us. And it specifically talks about how we'll find success when we get the insight that God has for each of us, because he has um, plans that are designed specifically for us. And that, that really just makes me go back to a morning Back in October of 2019, I was praying about the things that were going on in my life, and I was feeling really conflicted, very much like the women that we talked about at the very um, top of the podcast. I just had a lot going on, and so I was praying this actual passage and just saying, Holy Spirit, I, I know there's a time and season for everything. I know there's an opportune time, and I really need help knowing what I need to hold on to and what I need to let go of, because I just, I know I can't do all of this. And I put my pen to the paper and I just sat there listening for him to answer me. And I want to share what I heard. Yes, this is the part I've been waiting for you to share with everyone. So good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was, I just, what he shared with me just blew my mind. And so as I heard, I just started writing and this is what I wrote. A shift is needed. You are going to realign your availability and responsibilities so that first things are put first. To move forward, you must stay resolved to discovering your best yes. There is much you can do, but there is more I have for you. You cannot and should not be doing all you're doing if you're to accomplish the desires of my heart. Debbie, man-appointed assignments can easily choke out my plans for you. It's time to take an honest inventory of the labor of your hands, the fruit of your labors, and the energies expended. Moving forward, you'll need to maximize your energies, your efforts, your assignments in order to yield the greatest return. Step away from things I've not asked you to do and things you've accepted or assumed. Now, I want to pause there because I was... (laughs) I was just like, what a reality check in that moment. And he definitely had my attention. And I was like, he's just so right. All of us, I can imagine, have experienced where we've said yes to something. And then that something just slowly turned into way more. It happens to all of us. And that is what had really been happening to me. I felt prompted to write out everything I was currently doing So I started jotting in the journal. And as I did, it's one thing to like be doing things and have things in your head. There's something about getting things out on paper and looking at them that just like 
makes you recognize things. And so when I saw everything that I was actually doing, it was like two pages. It was crazy. I was thinking, how in the world um, have I thought this is okay? And like, how did I get here again? To be honest, I was so irritated with myself because I haven't um, faced overwhelm once in my life. I, it, it's, it happens to me. And I'm like, I'm a coach. And like, how far along do I have to get before like I actually get this? So I had one of those moments, but then I just kind of did what he said. I started circling on the piece of paper, all the things that he hadn't asked me to do. And then I started circling all the things that I had just accepted or assumed. And from that moment, I said, okay, I'm going to start snipping some of these things. After that, I um, was sitting there and I heard him say some more to me. And I wrote this down. It said, If you want to go deeper, you will need more discipline, discipline in setting aside study times, writing times and exercise times. Put these in your schedule and build other things around them. Busy doesn't mean productive. Many days you waste time and you waste your best times doing busy work. Also, I want you taking a day off on your day off. Relax. Enjoy your life, food, family, have fun, rest. Put aside work and answering requests. During study times, be disciplined. Have a start time and a stop time. Build a routine and find a rhythm and a method to your note taking. This will enable you to pick up study and thoughts the following time. When you exercise, use this time to worship and pray. Listen to podcasts. This can be a very beneficial time for you, but don't overdo it. Now, I don't know if you picked up in all of that, but I have some moderation issues. <laughs> and so, you know, I share all of these things with all of you because number one, I just want you to know if you haven't experienced that type of relationship with the Lord, you can. The relationship we're to have with Him is personal and He wants to help every one of us. I think of Psalms 139. The reality is God knows when we sit down, when we stand up, he sees that, you know, when we're traveling, when we're, at re- when we're at rest, he knows everything about us. And if anybody can help us, he can. And so I've spent the last 16 months not only snipping, but stopping some things and sticking with other things. And as a result, some incredible things have happened. And I'll share a bit more about that in just um, a little while. Yeah, I think we have all been there somehow, some way we just accept things and do things that God hasn't necessarily assigned us to do. There are so many things that can hinder us from focusing on the right things in the right season. In coaching, we like to help people identify the barriers that are keeping them from achieving their dreams. And those things can be internal ones like fear or insecurity, negative mindsets, or external ones like life distractions, um, excessive demands, unclear boundaries, or energy drainers. Mm, And Nika said it best in our last episode when she said, it's important to keep the commitments we make to ourselves, not just to others. This isn't a selfish thing. That is so true. So good. That was was like mic drop moment. It's impossible to do it all. And often we just keep saying yes to everything and then we can't keep up. That leads to burnout and stress. And unfortunately, many of us learn this the hard way. I know I have. Oh, gosh, Lauren, I'm with you. This has been a huge area of growth in my own life. And 
the Lord wants us to flourish, not burn out. And for some of us, saying no is just hard. It's uncomfortable. And there are lots of reasons for this. And we could probably spend an an entire episode or two talking about that. But I think the key here is that if saying no is hard for you, you will have to go through some growing pains as you learn to do it, to say no, but you can. And when you do, I promise you, it's so freeing. One of the things I love about God is that he takes barriers and he turns them into stepping stones. So if you're living conflicted, if you know your priorities aren't lining up with your schedule, if your gut is telling you there's more, I really want to encourage you to pray about the things that you may need to do less of so that you have time for the things that matter most. And the reality is that some of those things won't necessarily be bad things. They could even be really good things, but they may not be the best things for you in this moment. I love what Nick said. He said, you know, we can all do something small to achieve something big in the end. So like you did, Lauren, you cut back on Netflix for something else. And, you know, we may need to do that. Maybe it's time that we spend scrolling social media. It could be changing up something regarding our work or our sleep habits, because we need to ask ourselves, are our habits creating space, utilizing space, or wasting space? And remember, the key in all of this is moderation. Yeah, that's that's really good. Um, I know that when you were figuring out what to do in your situation, you had started reading the book called My Best Yes. Yeah. Um, That is such a great book, by the way. (laughs) Um, And there's a part in the book that talks about the decisions we make dictate the schedules we keep. Um, It says that the schedules we keep determine the lives we live. 168 is the number of hours God entrusts us with each week. If you think about that, that is a lot of hours each week. So how are we utilizing them? We're going to be sharing some great tools this Thursday in our online community group. One of my favorites is a time assessment that will help you see areas you need to snip. I have personally done this one myself several times. It's awesome. Also, we'll have self-reflection questions that will help you come up with your big picture so you can frame what's most important. Des, as you started figuring all of this out, I know that you also had to let go of some significant things. Yes. And you know, the truth is sometimes we just hold on to things way too long. We can have lots of good reasons for doing this. I know I did. I've just realized more now than ever that our lives can be so much better if we will just learn to listen and let go of the things that no longer support our season of life or the direction God may be leading us in. Basically, what ended up happening with me is I got that word in October. I began snipping and I felt like I was making some really good progress. Then COVID hit. Suddenly, everything turned upside down and a lot more began to be expected of our staff at church. Now, it was a crisis and I totally get it totally reasonable. But it was like, for me, I had started snipping on this one list and then suddenly got handed an even bigger list. And I honestly, I didn't know what to do with it. So in April, I had another moment. I'm just like, Lord, I really don't know what to do and just started asking for guidance again. And 
sat there listening and I want to share what I ended up hearing that day. And I wrote, I'm calling you to myself. I'm doing a new thing. Constraints are going to be removed so I can complete more useful things, things that will champion my spirit to occupy first place in the hearts and homes of my people. I am here to take you by the hand and lead you back to my heart once again. You've ran yourself hard for too long. And I say, no more, Debbie, no more. Do you see that? And y'all, As I looked at the paper, I had written in all caps, no more. And it was like those words jumped off the page. And I had this impression on my heart. It was so strong. And I instantly knew that I was going to have to say no to what I was currently doing if I wanted the more that God had waiting for me. I had to give a no to experience the more. And in that moment, I knew that I was going to need to resign and it scared me. I was like, I had that realization and I like in that moment, I'm like, okay, I I just, I knew what I had to do, but it was scary. And I started having all of these thoughts and then I heard this is not going to be easy, but it is going to be worth it. You will need to trust me and let it go. Let it go. I'm doing a new thing. You won't regret heeding my call and following me. It's better, Debbie. What I have for you is so much better. And y'all, I started getting just really emotional in that moment. And then I hear, I want you to enjoy these days. I want you to enter into a season of fellowship with me, with your family, and with your friends. You've taken care of my house for years, and I want you to know I'm turning my attention and I'm going to take care of you and your house for a season. And I was just, (laughs) I was so overcome with emotions. And you guys, taking the next steps to like follow what I heard, it wasn't easy because in that moment, obviously we were in a crisis. Uh, The world was in a crisis. The church was you know, I was having to shift how they did everything. And I had been entrusted with a lot of responsibility. My leaders had been very good to me, depended on me. And I've done all sorts of leadership training. And everything that you would read tells you that when a crisis occurs, leaders rise, they don't retreat. So this just did not seem like the best moment to be doing this. And I didn't want to disappoint anybody. I didn't want to let people down. And so I definitely believe in ending well. And I ended up going to my leaders and I just want to say they were wonderful, very gracious, have been very supportive. And I um, worked out uh, to do a, like a two month transition. So I, you know, came out of all the leadership roles that I was in. And after that, I took a six month sabbatical. Now that time was such a blessing. And I don't even think it was a month. My dad ended up becoming critically ill, almost died. And had I been involved in everything that I was doing, there's no way I would have been able to be present like I was for him. I was able to go. I was able to stay with him for over a month. And honestly, it was the sweetest time, just time that I had not had in years with my daddy, just being by his side, playing games with him during the day, wonderful talks, looking at pictures. It was just so special. And 
You know, I could have missed that or I could have been completely fractured in the process. And after that, my stepmom actually came up to me and she said, I want to do something for you. And <laughs> I know you're probably going to resist. And I just want you to know, I want to bless you. And I don't want you to argue with me. I was like, what is she doing? What's going on? And so I get this envelope and I open it and she has written me a check and it's, it's for us a pretty significant sum of money. And I was just like, what? And then it was like, the Holy Spirit was like, look at the amount. And I looked at the amount and it happened to be the exact amount of money that I had given up when I resigned. It covered my salary for the rest of the year, that entire six months. That is so cool. How amazing (laughs) is our God? Um, But you know, I share those things because I do want to definitely let you know that I followed and where I am today is much better. I'm better physically, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, financially, I mean, in every way. And now here we are beginning this podcast and just seeing all of these dreams in my heart beginning to take fruition. And so was it easy? Absolutely not. Has it been worth it? A gazillion times, yes. And I I share those words, because I believe that the no more I heard that day wasn't just for me. I believe that no more is a word for any of us who want to say yes to God's invitation to a first and main life. It will be counterintuitive at times, and it is definitely going to be countercultural, but this is the way of the kingdom, and it is the best way to live. And One of the big things that I have been reminded of during this season is that my primary calling is to intimacy with Jesus, not ministry. Ministry is supposed to be the overflow of the first. And the reality is sometimes the busyness of ministry can actually become a barrier to the very intimacy that we're supposed to have. And when that happens, something has to change. I love that you said that. Um, I think too often people get their identity from the things that they do. For example, being a hairstylist is a calling to me, but I know that that's not my true identity. There's so much more to me than just being a hairstylist, but it's taken me a while to understand this. And I think this is something that a lot of people um, go through as well. And this was not something that I just learned overnight. I had really great people in my corner that showed me this. For me, one of the reasons I'm so passionate about First and Main is that I love that we can pay it forward. I love that we can share our experiences like the ones you just shared and help others. I cannot say it enough. I have had so many people teach me and disciple me, and it has made such a difference in my life that I just want to be able to do the same for others. And I know that you do too, Debs. Yes, 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 yes. I think First and Main Living is about learning to willingly and consistently say no to things that are hindering us from experiencing God's very best in our lives. And it could really be anything. Um, I love how he has showed you what to do so you can make space for all the things he had waiting for you. Just a great story. I love how he worked in your life. 
Yeah, it's been it's been really it's been amazing. Look, I want to share one last thing with all of you because something crazy cool actually happened as we were preparing for this episode. I was working on my computer and all of a sudden this notification pops up. Never's happened before. And it says disk space almost full. Now, it gives me this option to either ignore it or manage it. So, I'm like, okay. So I click manage space. That prompted me to begin looking through files that were taking up lots of space on my computer. And I was given the option to either delete them, move them, or keep them. The very first file that I click on, y'all, you're not going to believe it. Out of all the thousands of files on my computer, just so happens to be a video of Sammy Rodriguez preaching. You want to guess what he's preaching on? Uh, I don't, I I can't even guess. (laughs) God removing things that are occupying space. Oh my gosh. Seriously. Wow. I I know. I was just like, you know, those are, those are those like hello moments, confirmation moments that say to me, God is really wanting to help some people. He's really trying to communicate this whole idea of like moving files, deleting files. Like what are those things in our life that are um, taking up space and we have to do something about it? And what I felt to share with all of you is that I believe this podcast is like my notification thing. It's your notification popping up to say, hey, your life space is almost full. You can ignore this notification or you can choose to manage your life space. And I know, I know, I know that God wants to help you remove the things that are just taking up too much space in your life, keeping you from experiencing the very best that he has for you. Yeah, I believe that too. And if anyone's listening right now and you are feeling a tug on your heart, We hope that you take some time to quiet your minds and pray. Maybe it looks like getting a journal and a pen, similar to the way Debs did it, and listen for the things that come to your mind. Often that is God speaking to you. I truly believe God longs to lead each one of us into a purpose beyond our wildest imagination. I agree. And I just, I sense so strongly in my spirit that this is a rise up, no more moment for some of you. I believe beginning today, anything that has attached itself to your life to rob you of peace, to steal your joy, to subvert you from your purpose, to convince you you'll never do it, you'll never change. I believe that that is no longer going to have a hold on you in Jesus name. I'm asking right now, Jesus, will you remove every constraint for people today? Look, regardless of what's been going on in your life, Jesus wants you to know he can fix anything. And I feel led to tell you this time is going to be different. You need to hear that wherever you are, whatever you're in the middle of doing right now, I want to ask you to open your heart. Invite Jesus to occupy first place in your life. Even if you've done this before, do it again. And we're about to give you some space to just do what I'm about to ask you to do. In your own words, ask Him to begin moving things, good things, wrong things, just anything that is taking up space and hindering you from experiencing the abundant life that He wants for you. Truly 
I'm telling you, this time is going to be different. You're about to experience a grace and a stick to itness like you've never experienced before. Will you take a minute and do that now? Wow, I received that. So good. All right, as we wrap up, I want to leave you guys with the scripture from James 1.12. Anyone who meets a testing challenge head on and manages to stick it out is mighty fortunate. For such persons loyally in love with God, the reward is life and more life. So keep the faith, trust in God's promises, and remember when it gets hard, walking away isn't an option. Remember your why. Guys, that's it for today. Join us for our next episode, How to Spend Your Dash, not cash, your dash. We're going to be talking about leaving a lasting legacy. We want to help you frame and focus on the picture you want to pass down to future generations. In honor of Women's History Month, we also want to encourage you to think about the women who've made a difference in your life. Reach out to them this week and let them know the impact they have made. Guys, thanks again for listening. Remember to connect with us on our online platform. We have a First and Main Facebook page, an Instagram page. We post details there and resources that we share on, you know, talk about on the show. We'd love for you to join our new Facebook group as well. It's called My OCG. That's it. We can't wait to meet with you next time at First and Main, your avenue to living well.